Support for Horror Movie Talk comes from our friends at Multi-Missile Mortgage by Speedy Loans. They understand that homes play a big role in your polygamous marriage. That's why they created Multi-Missile Mortgage. Multi-Missile Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a second home or refinancing your existing home loan for an expansion. Polygamy is complicated, but housing your families doesn't have to be. Whether you're looking to buy your second home or your tenth, or whether your wives know about each other or not. With Multi-Missile Mortgage, you get an easy, discreet online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. It's convenient. Our trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Multi-Missile Mortgage at the touch of a button. Multi-Missile Mortgage by Speedy Loans. Apply easy. Commit fully. Mortgages multipliable. To get started, go to multimissilemortgage.com slash HMT. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. MMLS Consumer Access Org number 6969. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Your panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Bryce Hansen, who holds a PhD in spookology, and Professor David Day, the foremost expert in scare-no-nos. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. I'm Bryce Hansen. Whoa! It's like a Ducati or something. What, what were you just now? And I'm David Day. Welcome. Welcome to our little show. Check us out at our website, horrormovietalk.com. There you'll find links to all our social media and past episodes and our blogs on horror movie topics. We'll talk about our latest blogs uh, coming up. Uh, you should know, and we want you to know, that we post every Wednesday. So please subscribe, and more importantly, leave a rating if you like us. If you don't like us, leave a rating leave like a rating. you like us yeah. anyways. Uh, we're trying to get to 200 ratings by uh, the two-year point of the podcast, and we're coming up on month, I don't know, 15? Something. <laughs> Something like that. So we, we got a ways to go. Um, also, if you're uh, wanting to add a little more positivity into your life, check out The Positivacast by David Day, a daily short podcast, three to five minutes of little nuggets of positivity that you can deposit in your brain. Right now I've been focusing on uh, my series, uh, continuing the series, where I just look around the room and try and find things within the room to spin positively. I was talking to an old friend, and he said, it's like listening to... He was describing <laughs> it to his wife, and he said, it's like listening to what Adam, what can't Adam complain about, but in reverse. <laughs> what can't... <laughs> What can't David talk nicely about? Uh huh. All right. So, anyways, let's get on to the show. We got a great show today. We're gonna to okay today to kick. Fuck. <laughs> you should leave All right, that. Let's start. Leave that in. Leave it in. Trust me, we've got a great show. <laughs> we've got a great show. <laughs> Fucking fuck. It'll. We should really get it. It's a really good show. Once we edit it. <laughs> Today, to kick off October, we'll be talking about Halloween 2. Oh, more like Halloween boo. <laughs> uh, this is the 1982 Halloween 2, not to be confused with the Rob Zombie the 2009 Halloween 2. Yeah, I believe so. 
So every episode, we start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a miserable dredge, where it makes you angry, 5 being a completely average film that hits all the expected marks, and 10 being so good that it transcends genre boundaries. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. And then later, we're going to play a game called Attack of the Rotten Tomatoes Game. Oh, oh, I love this. And this this is a themed one. It's going to be Halloween versus Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh. We're going to pit... The two franchises, the two franchises together, and, and you have to pick which one scored higher on Rotten Tomatoes. On Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, okay, that's cool. Um, I I actually that's that's it. You said Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. I uh, I just got done uh, an hour ago. I just got done watching uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Three: Dream Warrior. An hour ago? Yeah. <laughs> We started watching it last night, and then we fell asleep. So, oh, okay, just picked it back up in the morning. <laughs> I was going to say, you got up at like <laughs> five in the morning. To, That's right. <laughs> to watch. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're, we're committed to horror movies here at Horror Movie Talk. That's right. <laughs> Just 24-7, we're watching horror movies, even though we only review one a week. It's, it is October. We, it's time to start watching horror movies 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you people know this, but that's what we do in yep. October. All right. Well, let's get into the movie. Halloween 2008 would have you believe that Halloween 2 never happened, but it did happen. We watched it, and we're going to talk about it. God damn it. (laughs) Yeah. Here is the trailer. I shot him six times. I shot him in the heart. He's not human. Universal Pictures presents Halloween 2. More of the night he came home. Who is it? There was nothing within him, neither conscience nor reason that wasn't even remotely human. This is some kind of a joke. I've been trick-or-treated to death tonight. You don't know what death is. Janet, go tell Mr. Garrett we're having trouble with the phones. There is no place to hide. He will always find you. What's this? It's a Celtic word. It means the Lord of the Dead. Two. More of the 
<laughs> what? Halloween 2. More of that type of thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that trailer was ridiculous. It was absolutely absurd. And well, the audio. I mean, I mean yeah, it's you... probably a lot more effective if you're actually watching it. <laughs> I would assume. There's just a lot of shots going off. Well, pow, 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 pow. We'll provide the um, the link to the YouTube Speaking video of, sh- of the trailer on the post or yeah. in the uh, episode notes. Speaking of shots going off, I got to warn you, Bryce. Um, I'm awfully gassy this morning, oh, good and morning. it is it is a totally different brand. Last night, my wife was remarked as saying, "I've never smelled that out of you before. I hate it." <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! So we're just gonna play a game. Yeah, I mean, we were we were uh, talking about this yesterday on, on Steam Chat <laughs> in, on in real detail. Steam Chat. Yeah. <laughs> Real steamy. Hot steam chat. Uh, Yeah, both me and David are experiencing a weird digestive moment. We won't go too far into it, but just to let you know, it's... it's, We don't want to offend the delicate sensibilities of of our audience, but... We have some very beautiful female listeners that I just don't want to upset, but... We've been taking some hot shits, like real (laughs) hot shits... Like, <laughs> like shitting stomach acid burning. Okay, let's just hey, let's just dial it back. And so, I was hang on, telling just... David how it felt like my anus was being digested. Uh, all right, thank you very much. This this disturbs David. I, it's not that so it not disturbs sure. me. It's just that I don't. I'm just not interested. He just does not want to picture my acid swollen anus. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, well, there it is for well, everyone. We, I, you know, well, I just got done complimenting our listeners and how beautiful some of the some of the ladies are. I'm sure we got beautiful men too. They love this shit. I'm sure we Literally. got beautiful men too. Uh huh. Well, we that, got Magnus. Mm, that, that's that's for damn sure. Damn. Where was he from? Sweden. Yeah. Swedish god of a man. Yeah. And for some reason, he likes the show. Yeah. I don't know what we did, but yeah. I think we should we should do everything in our power to make Magnus a uh, an internet celebrity. Uh huh. I don't think it'll be that hard. It's not that much of a stretch. <laughs> you know, he's just some guy in Sweden. Pretty much anyone in Sweden could probably become an internet celebrity if they Dude, just posted is, some videos every once in a while. What's the deal with this place? Why is everyone so beautiful? I don't know. Halloween too. I mean, I got a bunch of Norwegian blood, and I look like this. So yeah, it's well, something about I don't know. I don't know. Being I think... cold, I guess. <laughs> All right, Halloween two. Uh, Halloween two can be found on HBO now slash go right now. HBO now now, mm. um, which is unfortunate because I just canceled my subscription last week. I did notice that, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we had to rent it, and it's on everywhere else where you do that type of thing. Yeah, it's just not on Amazon, but it is on YouTube. No, it's on Amazon to rent. I don't. I don't think it is because well, that's, Am- that's Amazon where just I watched it. Oh, really? It yeah. refers me. It's it's it. It basically tells me, hey, you gotta go ahead and subscribe to HBO Go if you want to watch this movie. Is what it says. Yeah, to there's me. a couple options. You could subscribe to HBO Go or rent it or buy it. That's weird that it doesn't even offer yeah, me the option. Amazon is. Weird, because it'll have duplicate listings right. of the same movie. Weirdly inconsistent. And sometimes it's free, and then you can find another version that's not free. Yeah. It's really 
annoying. Yeah. So uh, Halloween 2 picks up right where Halloween, the first one, left off. Um, like first, literally the, minutes after. <laughs> yeah. The first of the three movies called Halloween. Right. This is the sequel to that one. Right. Um, Michael Myers disappears from the lawn after being shot by Dr. Loomis six times. Why do I remember it was six times, you ask? Because Dr. Loomis reminds you every time he is on screen that he shot him six times in the chest. Michael Myers continues killing the youth of Haddonfield in a deadly game of peekaboo with the audience. Now you see him, now you don't. Wee! This film tries to recapture the moody and dread-filled allure of the first Halloween but doesn't really deliver. Doesn't ever really deliver, I don't think. All right. So, I'm so gassy. Oh, Jesus. This is going to be real rough. <laughs> don't wave it towards uh, if me. If you're going to. Don't wave it towards me. If you're going to give me, like, loud descriptions of your butt, I'm going to wave. Walk. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Describe it. Oh. Isn't it, isn't it unique? I'm stopping breathing in immediately. <laughs> isn't it unique? <laughs> it's kind of sweet. Oh, God. Describe it for can, the pod. I can taste it. For the pod, do it. <laughs> well, it smells like shit, so <laughs> there's that. Oh, okay. Most of the interesting parts of the original were leading up to the killing spree at night when the shape is stalking Lori and her friends. In this movie, it's just the third act of the first film the whole time. Efforts are made to tack on a story and motivation to fill out the slasher. Dr. Loomis babbles about philosophical and his, about the philosophical and historical nature of Michael's evil. And there's also a shocking revelation akin to Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that we'll get into in the spoilers, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, other than that, character development and plot is pretty thin in this movie. The only character we really care about is Laurie. And she does nothing for most of it. She's only in like twenty five minutes of it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess that seems about right. We do get a lot of those uh, EMT guys and yeah. their girlfriends, their nurses. Hey, nurse! Lots of disposable hospital staff. And uh, anyways, however, if you enjoy kills, this film delivers them at the slow and steady pace of Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah, this movie, man. Um, I didn't really know what to think about it. I, I, I have remarked several times uh, at this point. Now, just now just remember, everybody's different. Everybody mm-hmm. likes different things. So just hold on to your butts. I just don't I just don't get Halloween. I just don't get it. Like I I, I get Friday the thirteenth. I get Nightmare on Elm Street. I really get child's play. But I just, I just don't get Halloween. I don't get what the allure of Michael Myers is. I get, I get Halloween one. I don't get the rest of them. Yeah, sure. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, yes. Michael Myers is like a blank slate of a villain. I mean, I guess so is Jason. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't even get uh, Friday the 13th that much. So, so with, so with Jason, he was made fun of, and then he was killed at camp, you know? Okay. And so, he's got a revenge thing going. So, he's dead, he's huge, he's got, 
okay, he's got the the awesome looking hockey mask, which is kind of just badass. You know, it, it it reaches for the badassery. You know, got a big machete. You got a hockey mask. There's just a badass component to that. Mike Myers, he's got a little steak knife, and he's got a a, a <laughs> Captain Kirk mask on. And yeah, he's he's very stoic, but he has no. He has, as far as I can tell, his only motivation, and this is what a lot of people love about him, is that he's just a murderous psychopath. Like, that's it. Like, there's nothing more, but that's so boring to me. (laughs) And Freddy is so cool. I mean, you just can't beat Freddy for cool, you know, in, in terms of... In terms of shit that happens in in the movie, like so many things are possible when when your medium is dreams. Yeah, I mean, Michael Myers is it's a different thing. It's more of like a concept. It's kind of like it where it's Pennywise is the the personification of mm-hmm. fear. Yeah, Myers. Michael Myers is kind of the personification of just pure evil and right. dread. Yeah, just inevitable death. But by simplifying it to that extent, it it loses it for me. But so that's just my opinion. I mean, that's like, I think that's the allure of Mike Michael Myers is that, and it does it better in the first film of showing that it's like this faceless being, and yeah. it does not betray any motivation at all. Right. It's just he's there, and you know he's going to do something. And what's he doing there? What's he, what's he doing there? What's he doing behind those sheets? <laughs> he's standing behind. He's uh, there was a lot of shrubbery play in the first one as well. <laughs> a lot of him standing behind, next to, behind, around shrubs. Yeah, like I said, it's it's a deadly game of peekaboo. A deadly, deadly game of peekaboo. So, anyways, uh, my score for this film, I thought it was perfectly average. I did not particularly like it. I didn't particularly hate it. I watched it. I get it. It's a five out of five, five out of ten for me. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I'm gonna. I. Yeah. I. I mean. I think I give it maybe a six because it was somewhat uh, more entertaining than a lot of the films I've rated a five. Um. Uh. There was some nice boobage. Um, yeah. Very that's nice. True. And uh, not that that puts it over one whole point. I'm just saying. I'm just, I mean, it does kind of. I'm just going down the list here. But I mean, it. Um, in that it was literally the third act of the first movie the whole way through, it did an admirable job of doing exactly that. Like, <laughs> right. It was the third act for an hour and a half. <laughs> right. It's interesting what how they tried to do, tried to expand it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it it felt a little stretched, but yeah, but uh, so yeah, five five out of ten for me. Uh, <laughs> if you could just bring your energy down this like one skosh, that'd oh, be yeah. great. We were talking about uh, Nightmare on Film Street and and how successful they are as which a podcast. is an, another podcast. I mean, don't listen to them. No, don't. I mean, no, you can listen to both. There's room <laughs> enough for us in them. Yeah. I think I think anyone listening to this has probably come across Nightmare on Film Street. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, as I've talked about before, the the one thing that we don't have that other really successful horror movie review podcasts have is that well, number one, they have a woman; mm. they have the female perspective. But um, the two most successful ones to me are Dead Meat and Nightmare on Film Street, which both feature 
very young, very, very good looking, like horror scene looking couples that are very high energy Hmm. and, and work well on YouTube. And, uh, we are not that, and I'm not, I wouldn't describe me as high energy. Well, I mean, but here's the thing though, is, um, I mean, you're right. Especially, <laughs> especially when it's something like this where I just like, eh, yeah, I don't care that much. Like, I think other, you know, entertainers, <laughs> people trying to entertain people with the podcast are probably injecting a lot of energy and excitement about the film throughout. Yeah. Like just finding the sunny side of watching this film. Yeah. But I feel like, I, I don't know, uh, a lot of my energy, and this is why I had to start the positive cast. <laughs> <laughs> so segue, a lot of my energy is, I get from being angry, you know? Right. <laughs> and, and I'm good at it. Right. I'm like, there's no one better at being angry or spiteful than me. <laughs> And so when a movie wastes my time, I feel like you do make up that energy. Right. The worst thing that you can be if you're looking for a lot of energy out of me is average. Right. Which this film is. It's just super average. And it, you're not going to get much. Of, there's just not fucking anything really. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like, whatever. I mean, you... If you just say it's a slasher, like, you understand the whole... The entirety of this movie. Yeah, this movie is... A high quality early version of the very trimmed up, well put together slasher. This is, you know, this is, this is a blockbuster slasher movie and it's one of the very first ones. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's, uh, talk briefly about how you guys can, um, help out horror movie talk and probably help out yourselves. Um, first of all, let's talk about our Patreon. I'm just going to say that we have new tiers coming soon because I think that it might be changed by this episode release. Probably. We're like on the cusp of releasing some new tiers, so we might be talking about that next episode. But uh, check us out on Patreon. You'll get access to exclusive content and uh, little perks for our patrons. And we love you and thank you for uh, becoming a patron to those that are our uh, Horror Movie Talk founding members. Members, members. All nine of them. Plus one. Ten. Yeah. Uh, one of them's not yeah, no. the founding member. He's, yeah. he's just being generous and Low dropping and dropping a little. What was that? Was that a... That's your phone. The, was that unfriended dark web? <laughs> All right. This is going too long. Also, if you want to support the podcast, go to our website, horrormovietalk.com. There's a button in the banner for Amazon. If you're going to buy anything on Amazon, click through on that button, and then we'll get a little slice of whatever you pay for on Amazon talking about horrormovietalk.com we have some recent blogs that you can check out we've got a new writer that's churning out some some good content we got a blog on scary doll and puppet horror movies and also a blog on funny horror movies so check that out and share that on your social media so we can get the word out about horror movie talk yeah thank you to kimmy who wrote those and check her out at um at the horror lounge mm -hmm. um also if you'd like to support the show we got Shutter, you had so it is the Halloween season. I don't know if you've heard, but October is Halloween month. It's not just the last day. Oh yeah, that's right. It's Halloween month. 
And so what do we do on Halloween month? We just stream horror movies. And what's the best way to do that? Head on over to Shudder, that's S-H-U-D-D-E-R dot com, and check out all of the amazing streaming, the huge list of streaming shit that they have all about surrounding horror. And uh, and to, to give you some of that list, here we go. Um, Bryce is holding his nose because he doesn't like the smell of my farts. <laughs> So we got Creep Show, which is a show, a new original show, uh, based on the George Romero movie Creep Show. It's a Shutter original series. We also have Korean m- horror movie The Wailing. We got VHS 2, The Changeling, which I believe you viewed and said it was meh. We got Terrified, which is one of my very favorite recent terror fests. And we have an episode on that if you check out our past episodes. Yes, we do. Also, we got the original Halloween is available on Shudder. Halloween 4, The Return of Mike Myers. Halloween 5, The Revenge of Mike Myers. Reanimator. Hellraiser. We got a ton of queer horror titles, if that's your jam. We got Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Demons by Dario Argento. Demons 2. Black Christmas. Shudder exclusive Phantasm Remastered. That's the original Phantasm Remastered. And then we got Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer, which we did an episode on and have not released yet. Night of the Living Dead, Kuso, which is an amazing fart movie. Critters, The New Binge, Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich, Mandy, Summer of 84. It's all on Shudder. So enter HMT at checkout and you can get the whole month free. Do it. Um... <clears throat> what was the other thing? Also, they've got like a really cool original content. I mean, Creepshow is original, um, but also I've watched several things that they've put out. Um, they've got like the Joe Bob Briggs stuff. Uh, yeah, the drive-in, Joe Bob Briggs at the drive-in. And they also have a really cool doc on uh, black horror movies. Yeah, horror called, noir. Uh, horror noir, you should check that out. Anyways, yeah, Shudder. So Patreon, Amazon, and Shudder if you want to support the show. Or if you just want to mail me a check, I'll I'll receive that. As yeah, well. we'll do we do the, we do cash yeah. checks, a money order. <laughs> All right, let's get into spoilers. Spoilers! It's a spoilers section. <laughs> All right. That was you. That was David's butt. No, it was not. That is a lie. All right. So, um, Halloween 2. <laughs> he just he just looks at me, blinks once, and then says Halloween 2. And then, like, he kind of goes off into another place where he doesn't have to think about Halloween 2 too much. <laughs> so, yeah, Halloween 2. Like we said, it's, it's just an extension of the first movie. Um... But it's yeah, in it would, a hospital, Bryce. How could it be an extension of the first movie if it's in a hospital? Completely different. Um, what this movie features is lots of Michael Myers slow walking towards people and people not figuring out how to get away from him. And also him surprising people by stabbing them or, you know, murdering them. The There was a few t- moments in this movie where I... <sighs> Where I was frustrated with Michael. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's... Well, like, there's, if there's you one just in... sped up a little bit. 
you could have got, you could have had her handily. Yeah. Like you're capable of moving a little faster than that. <laughs> well, no. David, he was shot six times. At so. least in the heart. So, um, so it's got that happening, and then the rest of the movie is t- shoot is uh, showing Doctor Loomis just spitting knowledge and like philosophical and esoteric stuff about the nature of evil and Michael Myers, and it's it feels so tacked on. But that that was true in the first movie as well. Yeah. So if you like that in the first movie, they he's got plenty of it here. So like, <laughs> it's it's funny seeing him like juxtap- juxtaposo- juxtaposed 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 to like just normal people. So prevalent the first <laughs> prevalent prevalent. The first uh, guy that comes out and talks to him is like, what's going on? Uh, this one. I've been trick-or-treated to death tonight. You don't know what death is. I've been trick-or-treated to death tonight. You don't know what death is. <laughs> but, All right, that buddy, guy's like slow down. Yeah. <laughs> If you were that neighbor who's like, are you serious? I've been trick-or-treated to death tonight. And then the guy responded, you don't know what death is. You'd be like, okay. Like, fuck you, buddy. Get off my lawn. All right, asshole. <laughs> Get out of here. I'll go find someone else to talk to. This is obviously a trick-or-treat. This is obviously a treat. A this is this is like the version of like um, CSI Miami uh-huh. with David Carradine when he's like, <laughs> I guess he was trick-or-treated to death except <laughs> no and then it, i guess and goes, he was trick-or-treated to death yeah he, he made the motion to put his glasses, glasses down. down so instead of uh the who going <laughs> you got you got a uh, good old john carpenter been trick-or-treated to death tonight you don't know what death is <laughs> <laughs> so just picture Dr. Loomis putting down some shades after he says that. Ow! Um, probably the coolest part of this movie is the the intro. Yeah, the uh, the credits. The, the jack-o'-lantern with the skull inside is really cool looking. Um, yeah, it. Um, I'll tell you what the Halloween movies are really good for is inspiring... Other better movies. (laughs) 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 No, (laughs) but yes, also, uh, no, is inspiring cool vintage jack-o'-lantern carvings because I last Halloween, I had a blast mimicking the, the Halloween, from the movie poster jack lantern Uh that's on the movie poster you know with the big sharp knives for teeth Uh that was a fun one to do and this one has and then they have like one in the credits they have like jack lanterns that are just kind of they're there's something like very child like a child cut this but also like a little off and Uh sinister which is great for pumpkins Yeah. yeah um there's a couple times in this film that it subverts your expectations i mean that's just part of the slasher genre the first one comes when michael myers goes into these old people's house and you're thinking "Uh oh this is gonna be the first kill (laughs) old people old people gonna die nope he just takes this is what his notes say they say this is the way i read them "Uh uh-oh old people gonna die 
Nope. <laughs> That's literally what I have written down. Oh, people. Gun die. Nope. <laughs> so he doesn't kill the old people, but then he finds another house with a young teen. This is going to be the goofiest episode ever. Uh, yeah, I'm a little punch drunk, maybe. How late did you stay up? I was up to like one twenty. What's the matter with you? Why do you do these things? I was, you know, got to do it for the pod, man. <laughs> You had all week. (laughs) I've got things. (laughs) I have lots of things at night. Uh huh. Um, Things. Okay, so yeah, there's some killings. There's some killings, and then the bulk of this movie takes place in the hospital. And Lori Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, is taken to the hospital where we're introduced to the handful of staff in this giant hospital. Like seven people work at this hospital yeah. at night. And and I don't know. And it's like a 200-room hospital, it feels like. Yeah, it feels huge. I can't imagine how big a hospital in rural in- Illinois in the 70s or 80s was. You know, was I, it Illinois? I thought it was New Jersey. Haddonfield, Illinois. Is yeah. it Haddonfield, Illinois? No, you're thinking of Camp Crystal Lake is in New Jersey. All right. Um. So, yeah, it takes place in this hospital, and like, there's a lot of just observations you can make about this hospital. Yeah. And maybe I'll save some of it for later. But um, one of the important things is that there's only one doctor. Yeah. And he's a drunk, apparently. He well, just came from a party and is like, let me um, give you a shot. He's got a steady hand. I mean, right <clears throat> for a drunk doctor, he is a pretty steady hand. But uh, Lori is begging them not to put her to sleep. And, of course, they do. But it doesn't amount to anything. Yeah. And I don't know why they would need to put her to sleep. She doesn't go into surgery or anything. She right. She just has a, like, a stab wound or yeah, something. Yeah, they knock her out with like general anesthesia. Mm-hmm. And then... What, like, they give her some stitches? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's a yeah. little, it's a little intense. And so lots of, lots of stuff happens in this movie that happens in slasher genre movies, which is just nonsensical plot points. Yeah. Just like, oh, now she's asleep. Oh, but now she's running away because the killer's after and it makes... It adds tension or something like that. I'm stuck in this. I'm stuck in this door that's closing. I better take off my shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> better bring out the sweater puppies. Um. So they're the first part of the movie. They're kind of hunting down Michael Myers, and there's a fake out, which is one of the most obvious fake outs because it's within the first ten minutes of the film. <laughs> Oh, this cop car. This is great. Like pins some. So it pins, first, it, well, it pins Michael Myers well, between first, the cop car and the van and explodes into a ball of fire. And you're like, well, there we go. We got him. Yeah. But first, uh, uh, Loomis is like he's 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 getting ready to shoot this kid that he sees wearing a wearing the same mask Michael has. And there's a big struggle over. <laughs> Over trying him trying to shoot this kid, and uh, I thought that was pretty funny. And then, uh, yeah, and then instead, he's saved from having to shoot the kid by a police officer who 
turns this child into a fireball. <laughs> it's great. Oh. Just basically probably chop the kid in half be- between the cop car and this van that he hit. Yeah. Going like, going like 40 miles per hour down like a residential street. It was an insane explosion that yeah. would not have happened. And then just immediately the body's like burning up to a crisp. And so it's like, it's, I mean, is there anyone that's going to think that that's actually Michael Myers? They all did. <sighs> because movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it ends up being just some teenager with the same mask. Um, also featured in this movie is lots of first person uh, camera work showing Michael creeping about. Mostly in the first part of the movie. They don't do it yeah. as much later on. Uh, but they try to to bring in the elements that worked in the first movie. Um, most of the first act of this film fills in the audience with the main plot points of the first film, mainly that Michael Myers killed his sister when he was a young child and has been in a mental institution for his whole life, and then he yeah, escaped. Yeah, like 10 or 12 years, something like that. Yeah, and uh, he recently escaped and had a murder spree. And Laurie Strode was... At the center of it. At the center of it. But why? Do we know why why he's so fixated on Laurie? Well, I'll tell you. This is the spoiler section, right? Mm-hmm. We'll get ready for the biggest spoiler of Halloween 2. Laurie Strode is Michael Myers' sister. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Is she? Are you serious? You didn't catch that? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, I remember them at toward the end being like, sister, 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 it's two-way twister. But I don't, uh, I don't remember exactly how this... <coughs> It was really quick. Well, there, first of all, there was, was it like, was it actually quick? Because are you just trying to make me feel better, or is this? It? There was two quick parts. There was one where, um, it shows Lori and she's remembering a moment from the past where she's visiting some kid in a hospital. Yeah, and I mean, it's pretty obvious at that point that like she at least had some sort of relationship with Michael Myers when she was younger. Okay. I mean, what other kid isn't a, you know, yeah. hospitalized. Sure. And then later, briefly in the car, when the doctor or nurse came back to get Dr. Loomis to, because the governor apparently told him that he needs to go back to the mental institution yeah. or the for, go- for, I don't know why, <laughs> like we don't want anyone from the hospital there in Haddonfield because reasons <laughs> so they come and come and get them and in the car she's like there's there's something that you need to know there's a file that was hidden away because his parents didn't want want people to know and we should have told you you know this this doctor that's been on michael myers's case for 15 years or whatever and uh, then she said, Lori Strode is Michael Myers' sister. Okay. 
And then he's like, well, that's why he's here. He wants to finish her off because he killed his other sister. And now he needs to kill the sister. So in a way, it actually makes sense. Like, I get it. Like, it it works. <laughs> but also... it in the, barest, also, in the barest possible sense. It gives Michael Myers at least a reason right. to be going after this particular girl so hard. Um, but also... It feels super tacked on. And this is a year after Empire Strikes Back. So it's not too subtle of a ripoff of like shocking reveal. Family, a member, family relationship. Okay. Between the villain and the protagonist. I get where, where that, that connection is now. Yeah. I didn't even fucking catch that. You didn't. That's like the whole. I didn't even catch thing about this movie. I, I mean, it's it's weird what we latch on to, right? Because I can g- get so much meaning out of movies where there is apparently no meaning at all. <laughs> this is true. And uh, and yet, there's very important... Pl- it, it really speaks to <laughs> the fact that this is not an interesting movie. <laughs> like, I felt like I could go on autopilot for most of it, and I did. So basically, this movie was supposed to be the end of the story. So it was supposed to be like a self-contained two-movie set. Two and done. And they were going to do more Halloween movies that was different topics. So Halloween 3 was actually, you know, Season of the Witch had nothing to do with Michael Myers. Michael Myers was dead, right? Right. And that's kind of a trope in these movies that no matter how much you kill Michael Myers at the end of these movies, like, yeah, he's still going to come back. And that's common among slashers yeah but uh so john carpenter was gonna do like a witch-based one and then after that one he was gonna do a ghost-based one and it was all gonna happen on the day of halloween right that was gonna be the the through line it was gonna be more of an anthology kind of thing right 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 halloween 3 did not work out even though apparently it's a better movie than this one yeah, so I've heard. It, it, we have a blog. Uh, Keith wrote a blog about it, about how Season of the Witch was basically not given its due. Yeah, and just uh, financially, it was a failure. And so they decided to uh, make the supreme creative decision to be like, well, let's just, let's just bring back Michael Myers, because that's what people actually like. And they have ever since. I mean, it's... They should have done uh, i don't know i don't know whatever but it's (laughs) (laughs) but this was supposed to be like the last film and then they have you know nine other films just after this no i guess there's eight other films after this but even in this series in this timeline before it's rebooted i think there's four more so wow this idea that Lori is his sister i think think is common among most of them they play it real loose with like the timeline for halloween because the the reboot or the soft reboot in 2018 completely disregards this film right like because it's very problematic to have laurie be his sister they just have to retcon that out or just ignore it and just say never mind none of those movies happen right let's start again so Anyways, but that's that's an important plot point in this movie. <laughs> Glad you're paying attention, David. 
Um, like you don't miss things. Yeah, I, I miss nothing. Mm. Um, okay. So lots of horror movie tropes in this movie. First of which, I mean, other than just a killer um, that's unstoppable. What are some of the tropes you see in this movie? So there's the phone lines that get cut immediately. So uh, (laughs) the killer knows this place like the back of his hand. Uh He's he's uh, he's so familiar with with the hospital that he's able to find and disconnect the phone line uh-huh. before anything else happens in this right. movie. And then um, the the incompetent security guard, that's got to be a trope. Right. The um, Yeah, I was going to say, the <clears throat> in terms of horror movies... Sex at work? Uh, slashers would be a lot less scary if people were actually competent at their jobs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if this guy wasn't a gigantic, <clears throat> bumbling, you know, 50-year-old yeah, man. because the security guard's like, here, take this. I'm going to talk to you on the radio. And the, the girl that he hands it to is like, you know, some 18-year-old. He's like, girl, she's like, I don't know how to use... And then he's gone. He's like, I got to check this thing out. You you got my back with this radio. She's like, how do I... And he just leaves. Just walks out. Okay. Um, this is like that, that cop in, uh, in Hellfest, where he's like, yeah, so yeah. the guy attacked you, but... But what am a... I supposed to do about it? <laughs> what am I supposed to do about it? Yeah, there's out... lots of people in masks here. Check out our review of Hellfest about this time last year. Uh, fabulous slasher. Mm, yeah. Mm. Um. So the, the the one notable thing is that the pacing is a lot slower in this film. So 70s, early 80s slashers are noticeably slower. With the, even even Michael Myers just walking like we've already said, dude. He's he's the slowest villain. He's by far the slowest, and uh, and you know, I was. But interestingly, you know, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre before, I believe the original Halloween. Uh, yeah, for sure, and yeah. faster paced. Um, yeah. as far as a lot of different things, it's uh, it's just a much more disturbing overall premise to me. Yeah, there's like a combination of liking the uh, cinema verite kind of stuff from the 70s where it's trying yeah. to be a little more realistic, a little more normal paced. And so it's it's noticeable in this movie that a lot of time it's just really quiet. There's literally just nothing going on. It's a person standing there for a couple seconds before yeah. making a motion or doing something. And yeah. It's silence, and then like a little alarm bell goes off or something. What did you call it? Cinema verite. Mm-hmm. What's that? It's like verite is like truth or something. So it's like truth it, on film. It's like a way to. It's it's it is a style. I a, a style. Yeah, it's just like kind of a feel. Like a lot of uh, movies in the seventies. Like it got uh, just very. Just the it, it got out of the way in terms of like lots of cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, there were longer takes, uh, more silence in the dialogue, just more time to let everything breathe. And so that's I mean, definitely something that's very obvious in uh, particularly in the first Halloween. Yeah. So that's that's kind of noticeable if you're a fan of recent 
horror movies, like you're gonna be like, yeah, it's, even even the sound is a lot more subtle. Like the jump scares, like it's not like really really loud sound. Right. It's just kind of like, meow. <laughs> yeah, the cat, the jumps, one cat one, the cat jump scare in this worked on me. By the really? way, really? Oh my god! Oh like, my gosh! I was like, I was like whoa. <laughs> Because because normally, like, a, a Halloween movie is not going to throw a big jump scare at you. Like, especially an early one. Yeah. I, you know? See, I wrote down slowest jump scare ever because it just felt so... I'm I'm used to being I'm used to being hit over the head with it now, especially uh-huh. with, like, the Conjuring movies and modern jump scare, like, factories of movies. Like, they have a formula where it's, you know quiet precise and effective like dread filled music and then yeah yeah big loud sound so anyways that this was literally just a guy looking in the dumpster and then a cow going meow meow. (laughs) i was like no kitty bad kitty oh speaking of which bad kitty my cat brought a live mouse into our house and dropped it on the floor and watched it run away I was like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> like, I tried to smash it, but it it uh, it escaped my smash. Oh, and uh, and then, I like, I it's just a baby mouse. And uh, look, I know how you're feeling, PETA. I know you're out there. I know you're coming for me. But there's a mouse in my house, and this mouse is turning my house upside down. I see it under the couch. Like, I get up in the morning. And it doesn't know where it is. It's an outside mouse. It's like, what the fuck is going on? It's a baby, kind of. Uh-huh. And it's uh, so I chase it around and open the door and try to shoo it out. And if I can, I'll smash it. But uh, really, I just hope it runs away so that I don't have to take its life. Did I ever tell you my great white hunter story? No. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is what I term my great white hunter story. Okay, like your Moby Dick moment? Because I've got to paint a picture here. Um... So, yeah, we had a mouse in the house. Every once in a while, our house would get a mouse that would come in through kind of either like there's this ev- this vent or something, but it would get through close to where uh, my parents' garbage disposal or the trash compactor yeah. was. Mm-hmm. And so sure. it would get into the trash compactor and scurry around in there. And we'd always have cats, and so they'd usually take care of them. But this one mouse was in our living room, and I... <clears throat> noticed it and I could see it was kind of trapped. It couldn't, uh, all it could do is like go behind the, the couches. Like it was a sunk down, like a step down. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, and it was like a house. tiny, tiny mouse. Um, like you're talking about. So it probably could have jumped out, but it was, it was kind of going around the same path. And then I realized that recently I had purchased <laughs> something, a blowgun, a blowgun. Oh Yeah. Have I told you this story? I think I think this is starting to become more familiar. So it's like Bruce Willis in Pulp Fiction when he spots the the samurai sword. <laughs> I was like, the blowgun. <laughs> and like blowguns are not very useful. No. It's kind of fun for like ten minutes. You've got like you put a needle into a tree. Yeah, yeah. and you got like a little target or whatever. But then it's got all these accoutrements where you can you can buy the needles that'll take down like a squirrel. You can buy a needle that could take down like something a little bigger, maybe like a bunny or something. The different tips and stuff. So I had, you know, just the normal needle tips. And then there was one that was like, just kind of had a flare on it at the tip. Like a, like, a, like a metal flare? Yeah, it was like someone hammered it. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And so it does a little more damage if it goes in. 
And then the ones that I actually used most were like the little yellow pucks that you just shoot it. So wait, it's stuff. a needle with a flare in the needle tip? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So it's, yeah, just does a little more damage, like... Yeah, it's not going it, to it's, it's it's come out. Yeah, it's not just going to go straight through. It's like, like a barbed hook. Yeah. Um, but I liked when they sold sold it to me, the, the little yellow pucks that it shoots out. Right. They, they, they sold it as like, well, this is, you can just stun them. Like, if you find a squirrel that you don't want on your bird feeder, you just shoot it with one of these. It's not going to kill them. It's right. going to... Just stun them and it's gonna go off. I called but, those. I called those <clears throat> Garrett fodder. <laughs> yeah, this is what I used to shoot my brother with. And then you just say. And then I remember he made a note to not let the squirrel see you because you want it to not associate your presence with it. You just want it to associate. Was there a commercial that you're talking about? No, I bought it at a fair or something like that. Oh, so this is a guy pitching this yeah, yeah. to you. Okay. So, anyways, I had this blowgun, so I went and unracked the blowgun. Which was on my uh, sword rack, by the time. By the way, <laughs> Bryce's secret shame is he used to collect mall ninja swords, like a fucking geek. There's no shame. So they weren't from the mall; they were from various countries, locations around the world. Locations. Um, anyways, I took out the blowgun and I went down and to paint the picture. This is like fourteen-year-old me. So. Still, like, real, real chubby, Hmm. fat. We'll just say fat. Hmm. And I'm in, like, just my tidy whities Yeah. No shirt. Now we're talking. So I'm, like, full... Rambo. Like, native. (laughs) Native. Native mode. (laughs) And I take out my blowgun, and I look back... The, The back crack of the couch, between the couch and the wall... There I see is. it. I see my foe. Uh-huh. And then he spots me. Uh-huh. And he starts running away. And I blow. And he jumps into the darkness just as the needle goes out. Did did you get him? I got him. You got him? Yeah. He, the needle went right through him and pinned him to the ground. Holy shit. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. I don't like killing stuff. But I will, and I appreciate the, uh, the damn, the marksmanship. Yeah. That's incredible. So get yourself a blowgun. Did, uh, did you feel like, um, did you feel like a lot of guilt, or were you just like, oh, I'm a fucking badass right now? Were you like that chubby 14-year-old in his tidy whities who's like on top of the world? <laughs> I was so amazed that I hit him. Like, the chances that I... Yeah, I hit him. Were were so astounding. To like me. I don't practice this. It's not like this is my. Yeah, yeah. Blowguns are su- surprisingly like intuitive. Like it's pretty easy to, yes, to hit, it, hit your it, mark with it a blowgun. It takes gun. the concept of look where you want to throw, right? Right. And, and it and it makes it even easier because it attaches it basically to your nose, <laughs> right. like right underneath your nose, which right. is your sights. But yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, I probably felt a little bit of guilt, but I was so elated that I that I got him, and I showed everyone. It's like, can you believe that I got this fucking mouse with this blowgun? I'm not gonna lie, I'm proud of you right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, like it's right probably, now, it's probably the best moment in my life. Did he die? And right I've away? had three children. <laughs> did he? <laughs> did, did he die right away? Yeah, he was. He was dead. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's a that's a clean shot. It, it was a humane death. I mean, it went right through 
his like face, the the chest, chestal area, the chestal area. Yeah, that's a that's a common anatom- anatomical term. Anyway, let's get back to this boring movie. Um, so, <laughs> so lots of deaths. So I mean, that's what people come to these movies for is like the interesting death. So there's a claw hammer death. Yeah, which is cool. That's the security guard that gets killed. There's some needle in the eye deaths. Yeah, don't like those. There's, Specifically, don't like the needle in the eye deaths. There's lots of uh, scalpel deaths. Mm-hmm. So most of this film is Michael Myers with a little tiny scalpel, which is a little less intimidating than a giant butcher knife. Yeah, he. Um, although he does perform some of his most common party tricks, uh, <laughs> like... You know, stabbing you in the back with a scalpel instead of a big gigantic Bowie knife, uh-huh. and then lifting you off the ground with that scalpel. Yeah, in I don't your think back. a scalpel would do that, would it? Shut up. <laughs> um, also, a uh, scalding death. Yeah. So this one is uh, this is this death was meant for boob jiggles. Uh huh. That's uh, that's what it was meant for. The girl is toweling herself off. And uh, her Michael Myers, it's like in a therapeutic tub and Michael Myers turns up the heat to 11. And so it's like it even has like a dial that says scalding as it's going past it. And somehow just it's so hot that it just burns off her the first layer of skin and Mm -hmm. it's like sloughing off. Well, hang on. Michael Myers, hand is I want to set this up a little bit here. So, so she's toweling off. She's like, just gotten done fooling around with her boyfriend in the tub. And she's like, she puts an end to it. She puts the kibosh on it. She's like, you're not getting this tonight. I got to go to work. And so he, he like goes to towel off in the other room and where Mike, uh, Michael Myers kills him. And then, uh, and then as she's toweling off next to the tub, Michael Myers enters the room, approaches her from behind, lovingly caresses her shoulder. And she's like, Oh, you know, sorry, sorry, boy. And she's like sucking on his hand she's and like, stuff. Yeah. You know, like, weird, like, <laughs> like just kind of like, let me just touch your, wouldn't you like taste the blood or like just. I don't know. Grossness of I, Michael Myers' hand. I don't know. The guy know. that was with her just came out of the tub. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. his hand would have been like, at least clammy. You know, I feel like if I was going to suck on someone's hand, I would be able to tell whether it was my boyfriend's or not. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Just saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, she, she, maybe she's just, maybe she's just, you know, like, um, so used to sucking on so many different hands that it's that it's one of those things where it's like the back of her mind. But yeah, she really gave this hand a weird suck, and uh, and then you know she turns around and and it's Mike Michael Myers, and she's like, oh god, and then he takes and dunks her a bunch, you know, and uh, and, and the then skin sloughs off her face. Yeah, and then but uh, but Mike's hand is strangely unscathed, but you know maybe. I mean, we don't get a close up of the hand afterward, and yeah. and maybe it was maybe, maybe like the the pre dunk suck, uh, wet his That's hand true. and put a protective layer of true. saliva right. that would uh, protect or the him fact from that he's scalding like Grabbing her hair, maybe it's like like a glove, right? Like a uh, hair glove. The hairs are oh yeah. yeah. Let's not overthink it. Mm. Other deaths, there's a strangling death. Just lots of lots of different ways to, to kill people that Michael Myers goes through. Except, uh, you know, the one defense is, 
walking a little quicker than normal. Just then a you'll be just okay. Just a little faster. So throughout the movie, they they try to add kind of like supernatural elements. So they one, try and tack on a bunch of weird shit. Yeah, one one of the elements you know that they try to expand it is Lori and and Michael's relationship, but then also Loomis is here throughout just trying to kind of expand it into like a supernatural realm that he's you know questionably undead kind of thing yeah and then he sees um the michael myers left like this writing on a chalkboard and blood that said sam hain yeah and then loomis had this to say about that what's this it's gibberish no it's a Celtic word. Samhain. It means the Lord of the Dead. The end of summer. The festival of Samhain. October 31st. Hey, that's Halloween, isn't it? <gasps> oh, boy, that clip had a lot of background sound going on. Yeah, and then there, this is him actually kind of explaining more about what that festival was about. You see the blackboard back there in the elementary school? Yeah. In order to appease the gods, the druid priests held fire rituals. Prisons of war, criminals, the insane, animals were burned alive in baskets. By observing the way they died, the druids believed they could see omens of the future. Two thousand years later, we've come no further. Samhain isn't evil spirits. It isn't goblins, ghosts, or witches. It's the unconscious mind. We're all afraid of the dark inside ourselves. Dr. Loomis, please. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's trying to expand it into... Into this the trilogy, is, into the the uh, the next iterations of this that won't feature Michael Myers. Yeah, I mean, it's very obviously like the hypothesis of this movie is like this is Doctor Loomis is here to say this is kind of what we're going for. Yeah, and to me, it's kind of disappointing because if you can't show that with the rest of the film, if you need someone to spell out this is what we're going for this is like the lord of the death and this is it's uh, the unconscious unconscious mind and it's blah 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 i'm like eh, all right i get what you're i get what you're trying to do but it just leaves me saying to myself dr loomis please <laughs> you know when when you were playing i got two things when you were playing that clip and the high-pitched uh squealing came in uh, over my headphones I thought I was hearing something from out outside, <laughs> and I had a panic moment. So that was that was fairly effective. If you watch this movie, listen to it on headphones, and get a different experience. But then also, Bryce, I have a question that I think you might be able to help me with, which is a lot of times. So you know these big these big slashers get um, you know get big on the merit of the creator, right? Uh -huh. So John Carpenter, first Halloween, John Carpenter writes and directs. Why? Wes, Wes Craven, Nightmare on Elm Street, same thing. 
Why is it that they take it out of that person's hands for the second movie all the time? The second, the third, they're like, yeah, John Carpenter can write it, but he well, he's not going to direct it. Why do they case, do that? John Carpenter didn't want to direct it. Like, I don't, oh. I don't think him and the other writer actually wanted to do Halloween two. They were, <laughs> they said no initially. I, I just read this on IMDb. They're like, no. The first film stands alone on its own. It's a great movie. We don't want to extend it because that would... And then they're like, how about we give you more money? And John Carpenter goes, okay. All right. (laughs) And so they offered him more money. And uh, supposedly, uh, this was in the trivia. I don't know if they actually saw into John Carpenter's mind, but basically said that he made no money off of the first film. And so the second paycheck... And I think this is true of a lot of creators that have a really really successful first film that they don't have a great deal because they're unknown or unproven mm-hmm. and so they don't make a lot of money off of the one thing that just made a shit ton of money mm-hmm. and they do the following ones to make that up so john carpenter was like well i didn't make any money off of the first one and it made a ton of money so i can kind of get my due by writing the script of this one, and um, and I don't have to have my name attached to a terrible movie as a director. Yeah, just the writer, <laughs> just the one with all the concepts, right? So, and it's it's kind of interesting when you see it's not s- terrible. I, I I don't mean to say that this is movie this movie is terrible, but like if you were to look at Nightmare on Elm Street two, yeah, it's terrible. Right. So, so it's uh. He wrote it and tried to incorporate elements of some of the more successful um, horror movies around that time. So apparently the director wanted to make it very much like the first one. And John Carpenter went in after that director's final cut and added some scenes that were more gory because that's what the kids wanted right in the early 80s. And so it's kind of like a muddled kind of a muddled movie i'm really glad i asked that question because this answers a lot um you know i i really it it has always been confusing to me that why don't you bring back the guy who did the work like yeah this is the reason it's good yeah but um so lots of things in this movie are and this is more more horror tropes a lot of convenient just stuff that doesn't make sense. And and there to a certain extent it's trying to be dreamlike. Like there's a lot of dream logic in this where <clears throat> one minute Lori is catatonic. Yeah. She's like she she's literally like not breathing because she's having a reaction to this medication and Michael Myers is coming for her and you're like, Oh no. Oh no, she's she's catatonic. He's gonna get her. And then once Michael Myers opens the door and stabs, it's just pillows. Yeah. And then Lori is now running away because because she woke up and she, she woke f- up and just, just ran away. Yeah, just in time. Yeah. And then the other one is like Lori is running away. This is this is the one. <laughs> this is the one like chase scene that was the most ridiculous because. It's literally well, like he's as far away from her as you are from me right now, which is like five feet. Yeah. And she decides then to climb up some boxes yeah. and cl- open a window and climb out the window 
after like very, lo- after watching him approach for a good 14 feet. Yeah, for very clumsily and slowly. And Michael Myers, like, slowly walks up, and then he kind of waves at her in a way that Ricky Bobby does in, in Talladega Nights. Nice, just like, I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> just like, like huh. <laughs> Michael Myers, just close your hand. And yeah. you'll have her. I mean, I get what they were going for, right? Which is which is all the girls in the theater immediately go, Oh, he's grabbing at her legs. Mm-hmm. Is she is she gonna but really what it yeah, what it really achieves is it makes Michael look stupid. Yeah. And uh and then my this is my favorite part of the whole movie. Once she gets out of that window, then she um she's in another part of like a storage room or something like that. In the basement. And she runs around a chain link fence, like an L pattern around a chain link fence to where she sees an elevator. (laughs) And Mike Myers is hot on her tail, moving at the speed of smell. And he (laughs) he is walking so slowly that she is able to get get the get in the elevator. The elevator goes down three floors. Three floors. She gets in, it opens a door, you know, agonizingly slowly, like an elevator does, and then it closes it, you know, she's like, oh god, <laughs> pressing and the his, door closed. His hand goes in the elevator she, door. She's watching him approach over ten feet while she's in the elevator going, please, please close, please, please close, and he can't speed up one little iota. And then he puts his hand in the door, so you're thinking... It's going to open the elevator, but then he just pulls it out and the door closes. The only elevator in the world that does that. He's like, ow, my hand. Yeah. So there's lots of that kind of stuff. Um, It's strangely endearing, though. Yeah. Again, in this this hospital is the most... I I, I think they're working in an abandoned hospital and no one told them. (laughs) Well... Hey, wait a minute. This isn't the hospital with the patients. <laughs> this, is the, this is the old abandoned hospital down on the, you know, old hospital road. 4125 Hospital Road? No. 4126. Oh. oh, it's that hospital right there. It's not this one. They it's followed the-, the drunk doctor over there because they just trusted he knew what he was doing. Yeah, I mean, and it's great. There's actually a scene with one of the EMTs, and he's all... Mr. Garrett? Sorry. <laughs> Listen, um, I can't find anybody. Bud's gone. Mrs. Alves is gone. We gotta find Lori. I love it. He's like, "Listen, I can't, I can't find anyone. I can't." Can find- you imagine being in a hospital that was literally just empty? See, and this is a question that I have uh, to maybe some viewers who or listeners who are older than me. So I'm an 80s kid, 90s kid, uh, born in the 80s, and uh, same with Bryce. So we don't really have a good we don't have a good idea about what you know. Maybe Middle America. You know, we're talking Illinois, we're talking Kansas, Oklahoma, just good old corn fed motherfuckers out there what was it like in like the 70s and 80s was this an accurate portrayal of of a hospital in those times i i'm so curious i or, they just didn't have accidents back then they didn't have maybe maybe it's not that they didn't have accidents but there just wasn't very many of them or maybe they just let people die a lot of death there were a lot more deaths yeah you know yeah, I don't I'm know. very I mean, it curious. Was just like this completely empty. I think the only other patient 
that we saw was there was a couple babies in the nursery. Yeah, the loneliest babies with no mothers <laughs> yeah. ever. Like they're just sitting there like, eh. yeah. So yeah, it's, it's just, it feels dreamlike. It does. Yeah. Um, but if you're going for like a realistic, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It didn't, meh, whatever. So, um, and then the end, uh, Michael walks through some doors <laughs> to go after them. Well said. And the, um, and then Lori shoots him in the eyes. But before she does that, he has to walk through some doors to get to her. Yeah, he walks through some doors to get to her, and Lori has a gun that Dr. Loomis gave her, and he shoots, she shoots him in the eyes, and then the blood comes out like tears. And I said, oh, you made him cry. Poor little guy. Poor Michael Myers. And then then he's blind, and Dr. Loomis and Lori are on separate sides of the room, and they figure out... Turning on the air, and he's like, I-, I wanted them to say, he's attracted to the sound of air. Because <laughs> they kept turning on these, like, air container tanks. Yeah, these big... To these, fill the room. These big tanks containing oxygen and uh, and ether. ether. But wouldn't wouldn't they just fucking pass out if there's an ether just floating around? I don't know. Uh, instead, Dr. Loomis lights a match, and they get blowed up. Sacrificing himself. They get blowed up real good. Like, literally just a giant fireball explosion. And Mm. so you're like, well, that's that. For sure. And it shows Michael Myers laying on his stomach, like, literally just burning for probably, like, a good minute. Yeah. Showing him, like... Seemed like it was 30 seconds or so. He is dead. D-E. Dead, dead. D-E-D. Dead. No more Michael Myers movies. No. He's gone. A hundred percent. You can see his flesh burning off his skull. We've cashed in this chip. It's over. There's just no more. Go home. There's no way that they could make four more movies starring Michael Myers. And then two re reimaginings. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, he was still alive. And also, like, <laughs> the other movies, Donald Pleasance is in the other movies, too. So apparently Dr. Loomis survives as well. Well, there's a there was a little trip to a burn ward, you know, <laughs> had some second degree burns. Anyways, so that kind of ruins. I mean, that's the thing with these movies is like you have to see them in the time because the fact that you know that there's seven other sequels is like, well, he's still yeah. there. Like that means nothing. That ending means nothing. Yeah, it gives a gives a little bit away. I'm trying to think. Have we seen any new movies that are going to turn into something big? I guess. Um. I guess I when I saw The Conjuring, I felt. Uh, I saw that in theaters, and I felt like, wow, there's there's something here. And then certainly there has been. Obviously, I mean, the one that I would point to. That I bet would get a sequel is ready or not, but I don't know how they would do that or how that would be a franchise. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> there are some mildly creative people who will make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Ready or not is probably the best movie. Yeah. That we've seen recently. Yeah, for sure. I don't think they're going to make a franchise off of Midsummer. No. Or <laughs> Hereditary. No. What if they did make a franchise off of Hereditary? Wouldn't the, that be great? They feel uh, they feel like I mean you could he you could. could do a sequel of Hereditary. And, and, yeah, but I mean I would I would want it to be uh, Ari um, Aster. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. 
slashers. I don't think slashers do super well anymore right, right now. I mean, I guess Halloween 2018 made a ton of money. Yeah, and I thought there was going to be. I thought there was going to be a sequel to that this year. Next year. Is that next year? Okay, it's 2020. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, that was that was the movie. Lots of uh, stabbings. Lots of slow walking. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of scalpels. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting because needles. like if you are gonna watch the first movie, might as well just tack on this one to it just to see where that self-encapsulated story where the original vision would have stopped. I don't have a problem with this movie. To be yeah. clear, this movie does not suck. It is not a bad movie. No. In fact, I thought it was like I really do think it is interesting that. It's this, not. There's not. La- there's no laughable parts or like parts that I'm rolling my eyes out. It's just very tropey. It's like, yep, that's that thing. Yeah, and and part of that is this is the like this is the standard setter for tropes. Like this is where a lot of those started. Right. So yeah, we look at them now and we go, that's so hacky. Like look at that hacky bullshit. But yeah, it's hacky because it started it. Like it, it, this was. This started a that whole movement, and I do think it's interesting that it that it literally picks up seconds after the the first one and just carries out the rest of the night. Yeah. So. Yeah. So final recommendations, man. Uh, you know, if you're doing if you're doing a, a a watching of of all the Halloweens or something like that, this one is not one to skip, in my opinion. Yeah. So. Do that this this Halloween. Click through our link on Amazon. Watch this movie on Amazon. Rent it. All right. Dr. Loomis, please. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you like slasher movies, like this is, I mean, obviously the Halloween franchise is something that you should definitely touch on. Yeah. One and two is probably some of the more important ones of them so i think like out of them that people talk about there's halloween one and two there's um, three i think three is is yeah three is notable in how different it is but it's not i mean it's weird to even include that in this franchise it's like its own thing too yeah but i think that's why i mean why it um h2o is yeah gets a lot of attention um, that had some rapper in it didn't it no, that was another one. No, it for sure. H2O definitely. I got it. Now I got to look this up. No, there was one cuz that was 1998. Or like 99. There was Halloween Resurrection had Buster Rhymes. Uh. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was thinking about Lep in the Hood, Leprechaun in the oh, Hood. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um I think H2O um I mean the 2018 Halloween one got really good scores. Let's see. Uh, about okay, so H2O, the, the Return of Michael Myers got some good stuff. So I think like, I think number three. No, yeah. So yeah, one, two, and four, and then skip to H2O. <laughs> is probably where you should go. Well, in I- terms of like the original. Lots of people, lots of people, there's a lot of controversy around the Rob Zombie remakes. Uh Um, Personally, it's way too gross and um, horrific uh, for me, but but they are notable in that some people definitely prefer the backstory of Mike Myers and why he is the way he is. And 
and Rob Zombie does kind of delve into it in his two movies. I'm looking at the cast for H2O right now. Obviously, Jamie Lee Curtis, but other notables are Josh Harnett and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. There you go. Joseph Gordon-Levitt in 1998, like coming right off a third rock from the sun, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So let's play Attack of the Rotten Tomatoes. Attack of Rotten Rotten Tomatoes. Yay. That's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorites, too. Because we have to say uh-huh. rotten. Right. Because we're too lazy to record it. Yep. Uh, okay. So, like I said, this version of Attack of the Rotten Tomatoes, we're going to be pitting Halloween against Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm going to give you two, uh, one from each franchise, and, I'm, and I tried to pair them up uh, as close to the years as I could. So you tried to go like like one like uh, like Halloween. So there's there's a couple versus... of them that are the same year. So uh, yeah, you'll see. Okay, so let's let's start out with the first films though. So Halloween 1978. Okay. The original mm. versus the original A Nightmare on Elm Street, which was in 1984. So that's the biggest separation that we have. And we're going off of the Tatometer score, that's the critics scores. Yeah, it's the critics aggregate score let me think here okay so halloween which is so iconic that it's you know arguably birthed the slasher genre in and of itself and then we have the original nightmare on elm street which is um also extremely notable in that you know uh freddy is probably the most iconic slasher villain ever so um i gotta say i think i think john carpenter gets a little bit more traction with the critics than wes craven so i'm gonna say the original halloween you are correct oh baby. halloween got 96 damn nightmare on elm street got 94 so it was really close yeah it real, is real close. close i don't even think my logic for that stands up i think that's a, just an anomalous thing yeah next we have halloween 4 the return of michael myers made in 1988 available on shutter and HMD, a nightmare on elm street 4 both fours the dream master <laughs> okay so halloween 4 directed by dwight h little and mark cunlingham and starring donald pleasance ellie cornell and george p wilbur you know those stars those big names um dream master was directed by rennie harland starring robert england of course lisa wilcox and danny hassel this is tough um, I have, I've seen neither. Uh, I was thinking about watching Halloween four on shutter. Um, but I haven't yet. So uh, I think for this one, I'm going to go Halloween again because I have heard good things about that one. And I have not heard almost anything about, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street four. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you see, you hear a lot about um, Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors is yeah is three, 
Um, but this is the next one, Dream Master. Um, you are wrong. Oh, wow. Nightmare on Elm Street 4 got 55. Okay. So just under fresh. I think fresh is 60. Yeah, something like that. Um, so it's really split right down the middle for critics. Halloween 4 got 30%. Oof. 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 Um, yeah. Which is actually more than 2. I think 2 is like 30. So, um, little, maybe a little better than the one we watched. Uh, might be interested in... I mean, uh, whatever. Okay. Halloween 5, Revenge of Michael Myers, directed by Dominique Othellen-Girard, starring Daniel Harris, Donald Pleasance, and Wendy Kaplan, versus A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child, in 1989. Both in 1989. That one's directed by Stephen Hopkins, starring Robert England, Lisa Wilcox, and Danny Hassel, the same cast as the last movie. Dream Child fucked me up it it is it is the reason i slept with the lights on from ages five or six until like nine not joking yeah because um i've mentioned this before in the podcast my my family had pay-per-view because we had one of those gigantic satellite dishes in the 80s and uh and this was on in like 90 or something like that and i was just a little boy and I caught um, Freddy become, birthing himself out of a woman's, like, stomach, like, with his claws. Oh. And uh, and that fucked me up, buddy. Like, so just based on that, I'm going to have to say um, Dream Child. You are correct. Oh, baby. Yeah. Halloween 5, Revenge of Michael Myers, got 13. Wow. And that is not good. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 5 got 32. Dang. Okay. S- still not great. Not great. Not good. But, uh, too, yeah. too scarring for me. Yeah. For sure. All right. Next, in 1995, Halloween Curse of Michael Myers. This is Halloween 6, directed by Joe Chappelle, starring Donald Pleasance, Paul Rudd. <laughs> and Mitchell Ryan. I'm really interested to see what a Halloween produced in in the dead mid '90s looks like. Yeah, you know. And then Wes Craven's New Nightmare in, was in 1994, so a year earlier. Directed by Wes Craven, uh, starring David Newson, Robert England, and Heather Langenkamp, which is the girl from the first movie. Never heard one thing. Heather Langenkamp is in uh, Dream Warrior as well. Never heard one thing about. Halloween 6, but I've heard lots of good stuff about uh, New Nightmare, so I'm going to say New new Nightmare. You're correct. Yeah. This is probably the biggest spread of points. Wes Craven's New Nightmare, kind of a soft reboot yeah, of I that think... franchise, got a 78. Damn. So it. the second, second highest score for that franchise, I'm pretty sure. Um, Halloween 6... Got a six. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Six percent. Paul Everyone Rudd. Hit. Poor Paul Rudd. Do you think, do you think when like the Halloween franchise is brought up in front of Paul Rudd, do you think he's like, you know, I was in a Halloween or do you think he's just like, no, nah, what? Oh yeah. That seems like it's a interesting franchise. Yeah. Six. Six. That's, I mean, it's strangely fitting that Halloween six got a six. Though. Yeah. It's... Um, okay. So you've already got three, so you've won the game, but let, I got two more. Okay. Uh, Halloween Resurrection, 
2002, directed by Dick Rosenthal, starring Busta Rhymes, Tyra Banks, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Damn, Tyra Banks in her hottestness. Uh-huh. And who else? And Jamie Lee Curtis, probably in her hottestness. Dang. I mean, that was, that was right after True Lies. So what is Not it? Really I right never, I never saw True Lies, but what is it about? What? What is it You've about? Never seen True Lies. Okay, I just never have understood people. Like my dad will be like, "Oh, you're watching Halloween." Like he doesn't watch horror movies, right. and he's like, "Jamie Lee Curtis, though I'm all right." I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Who, why does everybody think Jamie Lee Curtis is so hot?" Well, there's a couple movies. There's Trading Spaces. She plays a hooker in that one, and she's got a nice bod. Mm. Um, True Lies definitely shows off. Pretty nice bod. Like, it's, I mean, I get it. Okay. I, I totally get it. I, need to, I guess I need to see True Lies. God, you gotta see True Lies. It's like one of the best action movies ever made. That's it's why I'm just it's, not interested in it, I guess. Yeah, it's it's like, well, it's James Cameron. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Well, yeah. I'll watch that. Um, okay. Versus, sorry, back to the game. Freddy versus Jason, which is 2003, a year <laughs> later, directed by Ronnie Yu, starring Robert England, Ken Kurzinger, and Monica Kina. I went to see that in theaters uh, with a bunch of my friends, <laughs> and it was hilarious. I'm going to say res- er, Resurrection. Was that the other option? Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm going to say Resurrection because Freddy versus Jason was terrible, and... I'm sure critics didn't even jokingly like it. Busta Rhymes did not pull through. It was actually uh, Freddy vs. Jason that got a higher score. So Halloween Resurrection got an 11. And Freddy vs. Jason got a 41. Wow, that's a lot more than I would have expected. I would have expected 11 versus like 14. Yeah, Still not fresh, but yeah. Dang, Resurrection must be fucking awful. Can you even imagine how bad it would have to be to have, like, to be up against Freddy versus Jason and be like, yeah, definitely Freddy versus, like, not even comparable <laughs> universes apart. Also, I think it's, like, lower expectations. I mean, Freddy versus Jason is such an exploitative yeah. concept that it's not like anyone's going to expect right. lots of introspective dialogue or anything in that movie. Um, okay, last one. H2... Halloween 2, the 2009 version, not the one that we reviewed. This one's directed by Robert Zombie, <laughs> Robert. starring Malcolm McDowell, Brad Dourif, which I think is the voice of Chucky, if I'm remembering right. N- mm, I think Brad M. Something, something, something. Anyway, I'm not sure. Well, now we got to check. Now we have to, we have to check because Bryce has to be right all the time. Mark Hamill is the voice of New Chucky. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I was right. Oh, so it is. So yeah. you, so yeah, Brad Dourif was in H two. Okay. And Tyler Maine versus a Nightmare Nightmare on Elm Street, two thousand ten, the reboot, directed by Samuel Bear, starring Rooney Mara, Kyle Gallner, and Thomas Decker. This is the tw- 2010 reboot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Keith wrote a blog about this and how the reboot not not necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I trust Keith's opinion very much. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and say um, Robert Zombie's flick H2. 
You're correct. Oh, baby. So you got four out of six. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween has a much worse track record than Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, apparently. Not that Nightmare on Elm Street got better than average scores, but slightly better. Hey, I got a, I got a quick question for you. Of the what I would consider the original slasher... Uh, like the big the big hitters, I'd say there's five, right? I'd say there's Friday Thirteenth, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, um, and I don't know where the fifth where I had the idea that there was a fifth. But you said Child's Play. Before. Yes, Child's Play is is the other one. Which of those of what you have seen thus far, which of those series do you enjoy the most? Um, and why? I don't know. I think it's kind of a tie between uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and Child's Play. Because it's just more creative. Like, there's lots of more ways you can go with it. I, re- I think I think the villains are both, like, about on par with each other in terms of interesting and, and menace. Yeah. Like... I really appreciate Child's Play and how, how fucking disturbing that movie actually yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and I feel like I can get behind the comedy of all the rest of the child's plays and the cultish kind of feel of it. You know, the, the runner up for me is definitely Friday the 13th, uh, though, the, while I've only seen a handful of them, like specifically the first two are so good. I really enjoyed them a lot. So, yeah, I think most slashers just blend in together. I yeah. think like it just has to have an added element for me if it's just a guy killing people yeah i don't know oh, God. <laughs> i'm gonna See. fart on rice here all right let's wrap up so we can get out of this hellhole of a fart infested we gotta record room. the afterpod god damn it <laughs> uh thanks for listening i don't know what it is about you know i just always assume that oh this one will be a quick one and then we hit like an hour 30 anyways yeah it's just the way it is well we had to tell the great white hunter story so thanks for listening i know there's not a lot of people listening at this point (laughs) hey if you guys if you guys want some access to some good content i'm gonna tell a story on the afterpod about how my wife fucked up our children real good um not not she didn't i mean it was just a three-year-old that she gave a scary book to and thinking mm-hmm. it would help. But it's a good... So check out our Patreon for yeah, that. Yeah, so if you want that, go to Patreon and sign up for one of the tiers that gets access to the Afterpods. Um, please, if you enjoyed the show, share this podcast with a friend. It's really hard to discover podcasts. So if you like a podcast, it's really important for listeners to share it with people and, and mention it. Also... We would love if you would leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. You don't even have to leave a review. Just a rating would be great. Just smash those stars. Smash that like button. Ring that bell. If you're going to buy anything on Amazon coming up, go to horrormovietalk.com and click through on the buy on Amazon button just so we can uh, get a little taste of that. Bookmark that button, baby. Uh, check out Shudder.com. Use HMT at checkout to get a 30-day free trial. That covers all the Halloween, bitches. Mm-hmm. Do it. And so, uh, please join us again next week where we'll be talking about... I believe it's Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. The uh, the uh, the low on the totem pole slasher monster flick yeah. that doesn't get enough respect what I'm, is, is what I'm told. I haven't seen it, but we'll review that next week. Right. 
Thanks again to our patrons for being so generous and supporting the show. You are rock stars. And uh, until next time, this was Horror Movie Talk. Get yeeted on. See you on the flippity-floppity flip. Take that shit and yeet it. Yeet it.